Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's hmm. top of the moment. 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 Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another video. This week, I'm gonna be reviewing the almighty popular Squid Games. I'm scared, bro. No, me too, I don't want to die, man. Why we in the gym? Oh, fuck. The third game will be basketball. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Hey, get the shoes! Hey, get the shoes! Hey, get the shoes! Oh, my God. Damn. Damn. We're going to fuck this thing. We're going to fuck this So, getting into the video, I am going to give a brief non-spoiler review and my thoughts of the show overall. Now, I also want to say, I do not remember all the characters' names. I do remember numbers more than anything. So, I don't want to offend and, you know, cause any confusion by mispronouncing names. So, I am going to use the numbers that are on the tracksuits um, to refer to people. Squid Game may be the best non-animated anime out right now. <laughs> Sensational. I know it's really weird for people to consider Squid Game an anime. It's not animated. But if you think about some of the aspects that it does show, and I feel like if you did enjoy this show when watching it, you should definitely give some anime a try. No, God, please, no! Now, to my hot take of it being an anime, you know, it has character development, it has a plot point, it has, an, has a villain, it has kind of all the things that you're used to in anime as well as the wacky scenery itself and you know over the top characters here and there so you know those are some little things there that makes me want to call it an anime some of my other thoughts about the show the violence now for most people the violence in the show is going to be really really graphic it's a lot for most people to handle and i do think that people who have a hard time watching violence on screen happen i wouldn't really recommend this show but for people who enjoy like tarantino films or scorsese films and saw uh, and things like that i think that this show is perfectly fine um even john wick you know if you enjoy watching stuff like that i think that this works because this doesn't use violence for the sake of violence. John Wick is the first example I'm going to use. Um, you know, that movie, yes, it's an action movie. It's an action trilogy. But the violence that's happening on screen, it's violence for the sake of entertainment. It's violence for the sake of violence happening. Squid Game utilizes violence in a much more different aspect. A lot, The violence that is taking place is to more enhance the plot more than to create shock, shock value. You know, once you get used to what the rules of the game are... Um, you understand that this just so happens to be the penalty of what's happening um, and what they're taking part of um, in the show. There's so much character development and so much character connection that is built throughout the plot of the show itself as the episodes go on in which you build connections to the character. That heightened sense of danger that is looming beyond them while taking part in the Squid Game itself, you know, creates that tension and creates a bond as a viewer. Overall, I think Squid Game is a great watch and i think that is a quick you know nine episode experience to to kind of see the darker side of humanity while also getting the lighter side of humanity itself and i do think that is a must watch for people you know right now as the hype is there i know most people choose to not follow the hype of things because we're all contrarians quote unquote 
But I think this is a good thing to watch while being able to have a, a discussion and, you know, while the community itself is talking about the show. It's a, it's a great conversation piece so that people can kind of compare what would they do in this situation and what would you, what would I do in this situation. It, it's kind of a great back and forth to exchange ideas and to, you know, find that that brotherhood and that likeliness and that that commonality between each other if you were putting in front of such adversity. I'm going to get a little bit into spoiler territory now. So if you did not watch the show at all, I would recommend that you cut out now. Now getting into the first episode, you get red light, green light. You kind of understand what's going to happen, especially if you've been spoiled and you've seen images on the internet of what's going to happen in the first episode with the creepy doll that is right behind me, kind of looking at you, big sister watching. But what leads up to it, you know, is not as commonplace as what I've seen in most things. You kind of get the first glimpse of the game that he plays in the subway station, the main character, um, 456, in the subway against that guy where he's just getting slapped over and over again. He's sacrificing his body just to make, I believe it was 10,000 won, which like only translates to like $8 or something like that in American dollars. I'm not sure. But I do think that if you only watch the first episode and you base your opinion off of that, you're going to kind of miss out on the whole experience. So most people I recommend to watch the first two episodes in one sitting. The second episode really brings home that sense of character connection very, very quickly. What happens at the end of the first episode going to the second episode, everybody takes a vote. Right? They're deciding whether or not they want to continue playing the game after the whole red light, green light situation. Red light, green light situation is crazy. Mad people died. Seeing the old man do his thing, that was dope. Nice. Also, I am going to start to talk about the old man throughout the process here. Um, and I'm going to double back right now, actually. <laughs> if you finish the series, there are sprinkles of the old man being sus. And I'm going to start with the first one now and work my way back to the voting situation. The old man was counting as soon as he got in there. He seemed locked in. He already knew kind of what was going on. He didn't even look disgruntled or confused whatsoever. Every other character was trying to figure out where exactly they were, how did they end up here, and what do the numbers and everything mean. The old man was sizing up the competition the whole time. Yes, it looks like he was just counting the people there, but he was more or less just observing who was going to be competing against him. Now getting back to the voting part of the story. Half the competition was killed in the red light, green light competition. But going forward now, they have the ability to vote and it's majority rules whether or not they all want to stay and continue to play in these games. But once they see that prize money, the stakes completely change in these people's brains. And you get down to this moment where half the room is split on what they want to do. And the old man is the last one there. And if you just kind of notice, he takes a look around and yes, he has nothing to lose. And that's what you originally think is that he has nothing to lose. But him making the choice of, you know what, if half the people don't want to participate, then this is no fun. I don't want to do this. But you just think that he just feels bad because he knows that he's going to die and maybe he's just doing it so nobody else has to suffer. And that's kind of the difference when you actually finish the series going back. <laughs> Once the old man decides to let everybody kind of go back home, everybody goes back to their regular lives. Now, this is where things get a little bit more deeper, which I recommend watching the second episode with the first episode to kind of tie you in to care what's happening on screen. Seeing what everybody's life goes back to and seeing the, the turmoil, the debt, the, the violence and everything else that is left waiting for them back in their regular lives, the episode has a proper title. It's called Hell for a reason. Loser! You're a loser! 
Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be because you are dirt. You make me sick, you big bad. So you almost want to wonder, if I was in that situation, what would I do? And that's what that creates in this show on the second episode. Creating that situational where you think in your brain, hey, honestly, if my life was that shitty and I owe that much money and I was in danger of getting killed by gangsters and thugs that just so happened to be in a situation, I might go back and play this game. You kind of smell what the like a marker. Things get weird again is throughout the sequence of this episode. The old man shows up again at the mart with four, five, six, and the old man zero zero one. We don't know why he's there. He's very, very vague about the reason why he just so happens to be in this area. He doesn't say specifically that he's going back to the game because it doesn't seem like he wants to talk about it publicly, but he just says, I think I'm going to go back. What do you want to do? It's almost like he put the battery in the back for him specifically because he made a connection with him. You come back and they realize, you know, only a handful of people decide to not come back and play the game at the chance of winning this money. Getting into the first game they play when they come back from the vote situation and come back from their hell, which is their regular lives, is that licking game. I forget what it's called, but this is where you get the first glimpse of 218's betrayal and where it's going to lead. You know, you see a couple of things here and there where a couple of the characters, you know, have their interactions and get to see the beef and get to see who's going to be the main um, set of protagonists and antagonists that we're going to be focused on amongst all of these people that are locked in this little playroom. 218, once he got that information from 067 about the sugar being made, that's when things hit the fan. And this is where 218 became a really, really interesting character and became the antagonist right here for the most part besides uh the front man and then getting into the game you know everything happens people are dying blah 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 um and then you get to four five six figuring out the best way to get through this is looking through the thing so that it's easier to cut out the shape and then the old man sees him doing he's like oh nice good idea i'm gonna take that that was smart now you have the big plot point post game of the licking of the sugar Lunchtime. Lunchtime creates the tension. They on purpose create the tension to only give them what is an egg and a soda. But this is where you show anything goes. Once they were able to just kill a man in the playroom, um, the Yakuza guy, once he was able to just do that openly and there were no consequences, they were just like, well, fair game. I mean, whoever survives, it is what it is. We didn't say you're not allowed to kill each other. You know, they wanted this ride to happen, the front man as well as the uh, the workers there. This is part of their plan to create that tension, to basically cut the number. And one of the interesting parts during the riot is when you notice that the old man ends up disappearing and ends up on this top bunk. And another thing that you realize, and actually my boy, this irked him the whole time when watching it, when we were watching it together. How did he get up there? Once we get into the tug of war situation, shit really gets real. You get to this game, competition split in half. You know, this point of the story, you know, we are aware that there's the sus thing with the, the inner workings of the organization itself. You have the one number, one of the players there who is a doctor working with some of the workers under the hood, um, harvesting, you know, kidneys and different human bodily organs and stuff like that. Stuff that I was good on seeing because I don't do, I don't do well with blood and stuff like that. It's not my thing. And... The regular shooting here that was fine with me here because they look fake enough but 
organs and stuff, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I get nauseated, I'm good, Pat. You know, he's able to get a hint for the game. So the Yakuza dude that he was decided to align with, cool, we gotta get a whole bunch of strong dudes because it's gonna be light work if we do this. Then what's left is our, basically our main characters. And this is, you know, 067, who is Bay. 67 is Bay. 218, you know, Mr. Asshole, 456, our protagonist, old man, the the crazy, uh, the crazy lady, the annoying lady, that's what we usually call her for the most part, I think, um, decides, you know what, I guess we have no choice but to team up, nobody else is left, this is now the odd man's team, this is the team that basically you're gonna assume to lose, but what happens is they get lucky, old man pulls through again, he's like, yo, you know, back in my day, we used to body tug of war, I was frail, but I found a way to get a W. He goes big brain. He's like, I'm gonna let's let's put all our weight, you know, into our back. We'll pull, blah blah blah, and we'll see what happens. It was working, but it wasn't enough. 218, big brain says, we'll take three steps forward. We'll try to make them fall and try to go from there. It was crazy. It was crazy. This is you know the first point in time where four, five, six, I think you know feels actually responsible for the death of other characters. He, for the most part, has been able to fly under the radar and just do his thing, but he hasn't been the reason for other people dying. Now the marble game causes a crazy frustration and a crazy sense of anxiety and compassion and honestly just, just feeling bad for other characters. No, God, please, no! Being the old man kind of just sit there and, and, and tremble and not know what's going on. You get this, this, this hard sense of compassion and feeling bad and like, oh man, he deserves better. Nobody's gonna pick him. They're gonna kill him just cause he gets, doesn't get picked. But he does get picked by 456 because he ignores the mathematician dude that wants to work with him. And he says, you know what? This is my man's. We've been riding out. And everybody was just trying to look for a competent partner. Literally, they know. He gets to the marble game. And boom, they're like, you two, whoever your partner is, one of you is going to die. The marble game causes high stakes for our characters where 456 is now getting his boots spanked by the old man in marbles. The old man's just nice at every game, which is sus already, but he realizes his dementia is starting to kick in and starts to take advantage of that. And then the old man eventually basically smokes him and then it kind of hits you like, wait, was my man faking it the whole time? When he hits him with the, was it a good idea to trick an old man? You'd kind of sit there to me and you're like, Yo, what? No, the old man basically hits him with the, yo, you're my mans, you're my ganbu. I want you to, you know, go ahead and, you know, win the game and do your thing and move forward. And he feels bad, four, five, six, and he his sense of humility from, from this situation and knowing that the old man's gonna die specifically for him and it was killing him the whole time. And he also cheated him and the old man was able to be like, nah, it's all good, do your thing. This created a great moment for us to watch on the screen how 456 he still has a dark side but he's not willing to go all the way there it's kind of teetering as you get through the show are you sure about that when they decided hey you know 456 you've won or whatever and he starts to walk away the way that they pan and don't show the old man's death Red flag right there. I knew something was up. Now getting into some of the other games on the marbles. The Yakuza dude, you know, he was getting his boot spanked. He asked to switch the game and he got lucky and he won that. 067's match with that other girl, 
heartbreaking. Um, this is where you kind of get to see six sevens um, layers kind of unfold more and more. She's not just this tough, you know, hard ass, um, strong girl. She has a side of her that's hurt and lonely and scared. And you get a strong connection with not just six seven, but the other girl as well, who was just only introduced one episode prior. So getting both of their backstories, realizing that the girl really has nothing to go back to and she was willing to sacrifice herself when playing the game to let 6-7 be there for her family and be there for her brother. Very, very strong stuff, especially the way that she chose to kind of forfeit the Marvel game in a way just by dropping it when they were trying to see who would get closer to the wall. That's good stuff right there. 6-7 defeated and showing a lot more depth and kind of having a chip on her shoulder that she has to win this not only for herself, but for the girl who sacrificed herself for her and her family. It's the most savage part of the Marvel game. 2-18. Now, 2-18 may secretly be my spirit animal. That sounds toxic as hell. Like, very toxic. But the way that Ali was smoking him and he was just like, I cannot lose this. I'm going to find a way. And he goes big brain and says, you guys did not say in which means I had to get these marbles. You said no violence and you said that I had to win them or I had to basically show up with all 20 in the end. So the way that he finessed Ali and we all know how he finessed Ali by saying, yo, Go get some other people marbles and, you know, as they said, we just need 20. Seemed like a good idea, but they say, like, we just need 20 marbles so you can win other people's marbles in the game. They didn't say you couldn't switch partners. They couldn't say this. You know, they're trying to use semantics here, but homie already knew. And when he switched the bag of marbles for the bag of rocks instead and sent Ali on this mission, 218 was like, I'm good. That's his problem now. He got to figure it out. So when Ali realized in the end that he got finessed by 218, um, and who we thought was going to be his mans. And he told him, like, yo, we're going to win this together. And we're, we're going to help your family. And 218 being a bigger savage, hearing this whole reason and why he needs this money and what he needs to do. You know, 218's issues were only created because of him. He fucked up. Ali's circumstances were just simply for the fact of him being an immigrant from Pakistan and ending up in South Korea. So once you realize what happens to Ali and you realize he opens the bags, you may not see it coming. Unfortunately, the memes on social media let me know that there was going to be rocks in his hand. So I was just waiting for it to happen. But if you don't know that that's coming, it's it's crazy. It's insane. It's a crazy plot twist, I believe. He's done nothing but do, do anything right. And we've all seen the meme of when you do good by people and then what people do to you. You kind of hate to see it. You really hate to see it. Now, getting into the bridge game, and this is where savageness shows its head. During the bridge game, you have this dilemma where 456 doesn't react quick enough, and everybody picks a number from 1 to 16, and a lot of them pick this middle numbers because usually that kind of gives you middle of the row chances. Game starts, they have to go across these glass panels that are, you know, gone from one side to another side on a bridge, obviously, the bridge game. The craziness about the game is, you know, when you're first, your odds of knowing exactly what's what and what's going to break and what's not going to break is super low. It's almost as if you had to play heads or tails 16 times and get heads each time to win. So you get into the game and, you know, people are choosing, you know, which glass they need to step on and people are getting it wrong. You get to the mathematician guy and he says, you know what, my odds are super slim. I'm just going to book it.
The game continues, you get to the Yakuza, and this is where I believe the woman's, the annoying woman's number is 212, I believe, and Yakuza dude is 101. This is where the payoff of his death really shows. You know, he got his karma, his comeuppance, you know, at this point in time, where 212 was like, you know what? You got a little dick, you're dying with me, it is what it is. I said if you betray me, I'm gonna kill you, right? Right. Then when you get to the, the end parts of the bridge game where you have the guy who knew the whole time how to tell the difference, but granted, if he did kind of show that hand earlier, they probably would have cut the lights off way sooner, but he had a way to tell the reflection on the glass of which one he should be stepping on. So I didn't think it was too far-fetched when, you know, 218 was like, you know what? You're not moving, you gotta go. Four, five, six, and six, seven is just like, yo, what? Like, I can't believe he just did that. But there were seconds left, so I don't fault him on that. You know, those seconds left, they only have like two pounds left. They do their thing, end up winning the bridge game. So with three of them left, you have the stupid dramatics they do for the bridge game, which causes a, a ripple effect that you kind of can't tell at first when the slow motion of the glass exploding is happening. And then you get to the, the the next episode, I believe, or is it the end of the episode, where you see the glass have went through 6-7, and now you're just crushed. Because now you're sitting there like, wow, this is really how she's going to die. This is what we're going to do. Oh, my God. They find a way to redeem it when they're back in the playroom and they're sleeping and they're waiting for 218 to fall asleep because at this point he 456 knows oh nah this is not my man's anymore yeah we grew up together but he is willing to take anybody out to get what he did to get what he needs but when 456 runs to the door to try to save 67 i wasn't extremely shocked when i saw that 218 moved over there and finished her off because he knew she was dying anyway but made the death a little bit more better for me than had she just died because of the glass going into her. Still made it unfair, and I do think they could have did her a little bit better there. Wasn't the biggest fan. They finish it out with the the name of the show. They finish it off by playing the Squid Game. 456, he's had it, because 67, he wanted to find a way to get out this game in which I guess they thought, and I almost thought that you could, there might be multiple winners, but no, they there was only one winner, which you could have got from when they were doing the the search of the records um, on the B plot when the detective was going through everything and you saw that this thing was going on since like the 90s. They play the squid game, four, five, six, he ends up winning, but he's like, you know what? Nah, I don't wanna kill you. Like, I wanna, let's just end this game. It's time to stop. It's time to stop, okay? 218 wasn't having it. And 218 at this point felt like we've gone through so much, we've done a lot. So many people have died, you know, I'm gonna kill myself. He kills himself for the sake of four, five, six, because he knows four, five, six just doesn't have it in him to kill anybody. He just—he's just—he doesn't. He's not built that way. But he decides to look out for his man's in the end, but also telling him, "Yo, look after my mom's. I need you to at least do that." So, four, five, six wins the game. He gets the money. He gets sent back to his life. But he gets sent back to his life, and it's in pure shambles he gets home his mother died from diabetes i believe that she had in her foot so he just feels horrible for the ways that he got his money um and and did all this sulking for so long for a whole year without touching anything it's at this point where i knew for sure that the old man was the host when they showed the man that man in the tuxedo with that mask on and they said he couldn't be there and they didn't show him 
that's when I knew exactly that is the old man. That man in that suit and him not being there right after losing that game and the fact that this man in this suit did not appear until the old man lost, I knew right there and then that, that was him. So when he got the calling to come back to this random location and then he finds out that the old man is still alive and finds out that the old man was behind everything and he's pissed. Honestly, super, super high tension and it was it was a good it was a good scene it was a good watch where the old man questioned humanity itself saying he chose to do this with a whole bunch of investors when he was young because they didn't know what to do with their money for the most part and they finally wanted to find a way to not only be entertained and entertain themselves but to redistribute the wealth and make things fair for other people who are struggling and going through things the old man says you know what i've been so bored and at this point i was just like what could be more fun than actually playing the game itself <laughs> sensational he tells him the reason and why this has all happened 456 is not having it he's pissed because he's just like so many people had to be sacrificed just for you to have enjoyment so the old man gives 456 a wager while he's on his deathbed saying hey one last game you see that old man outside if one person helps him by midnight to make sure that he has shelter or things like that then you know blah 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 you know i win this and you win that at midnight the old man dies very very poetic that was just too on the nose for me time skip ahead one year my man turns his hair red and looks like he's using his money for good he adopts six seven's kid um and gives it to 218's um mother for him to watch and gives her mad money and he's about to board the plane and then Prior to boarding the plane, he was on the subway, and then he saw that somebody else was playing the game. He stops it immediately, but steal this, steals the card, and he's about to get on the plane, and he decides to call the card, and I was just like, what is you doing, bro? Decides, I guess he wants to take on the organization. He also said, forget his daughter and all that in America, because I was assuming that's where he was going, to go be with them, and he has all this money, so he's good now. But he says, you know what? I'm going to be an adventure. I'm going to take down this organization, the Triangle Circle, Sony. I'm going to take down Sony. He's going to take down Sony. Now, my thoughts overall, wasn't extremely keen on it being a season two. I do think that this show could have been a one season show, but I do understand that there's a lot more layers from that B plot from the first season with with the detective and all the underlings of the organization itself that could be explored for season two. So I'm going to assume that, you know, maybe that theory of choosing red and blue in that original game in the subway decides, do you end up being a worker or you end up playing in the game? On that note, those are my final thoughts on Squid Game. If I had to give it a numerical out of 10 ranking, I would say that this show is a 8.5 out of 10. I do highly recommend watching this in sub, but I do know that there are people who absolutely hate watching things in foreign languages and hearing it because they have a problem with the over dramatization of things in another language. And on that note, guys, I really hope you enjoyed the video. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that like button, leave a comment, hit the notification bell. And on that note, enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great. And I feel alive because I create like every day. And I'm on